Welcome to the Abbey Talks podcast series with myself, Lisa Farley, coordinator of the talks here at the Abbey. Over the course of the run of Frank McGuinness's Observe the Sons of Ulster Marching Towards the Somme, I've been asking members of the cast about their approach to research, their approach to these young characters steeped in a hundred-year-old context, and if their preparation was framed, formed and fed by a piece of prose, a piece of art, or by pure instinct and osmosis. What follows is a series of short interviews that gives insight, heart and a vocabulary when all words fail. Enjoy these podcasts. Yeah, I play George Anderson, who's a very, very brash, in-your-face Belfast dock worker. Um, very, very proud of the fact that he's from Belfast, very proud of the fact that he works in the docks. He's a bully. He, him and his and his partner in crime, Nat McElwain, um, they're introduced... They're the, they're the last two characters that are introduced at the end of the second scene, and they 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 make quite an entrance. They 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 burst in, letting everybody know that they're there, and they they begin to throw their weight around. Um, and it's it it, it kind of all turns sour for Anderson pretty quickly after that. Um, he's he's a yeah, he's a, he's he is an intelligent man, but he's very just quite hard. He's he he's really like the he's a good analogy for 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 the ducks for that you know that loud the the banging the steel you know putting stuff together like that. It's it's you know you can sense that he's good with his hands you know and he's um, would not like to ever show any kind of weakness or or fear or anything like that and and bottles a lot of his of his fears and anxieties up inside until they until they all come until they all come exploding out i think in the, in the play there are another there's two other guys millen and moore who've known each other all their life and i think michael wayne and, and anderson are the only other two that have come into this under the, the PALS scheme. Uh, there was a, a scheme whereby you were you were encouraged to get your friends to sign up as well because they thought if you had your friends or people you knew fighting beside you, you'd fight better. So I think they signed up under this this act. They Anderson is definitely the um, he's the leader of the two. He'd be like Michael Wayne would kind of walk to Anderson's beat, but they are very. They're very close, very very loyal to each other. They 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 love each other. They remind me of 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 teenagers. You know, when teenage boys grow up, are growing up, and they kind of they they they're mates and they hang out, but like they slap the head off each other mm. all the time. You know that that kind of vibe. But Anderson definitely is the 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 leader of the two. Um, they're they're very very similar in so far as they they like to like to throw their weight around. Like to like to fight, but I get the impression that Anderson's smarter than than McElwain. Oh, you're you're given that impression until I think I think McElwain is is a lot truer to himself than than Anderson is. I think McElwain is wants to talk about the problems and wants to talk about what they've seen, whereas Anderson just wants to brush it under the rug. My preparation for each role would be would be very different. Um, a lot of what I do as an actor, I just I I go off instinct really and it all kind of 
comes together in the rehearsal room. Well, hopefully it comes together in the rehearsal room. But this being being that it, it is set around such a uh, such a huge historical event and 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 and, and the, the scale of what happened and the amount of men, real men, who who died. I, I felt obviously there was a you know I I felt an enormous amount of responsibility to be to be to be truthful. So there was that. We were very lucky insofar as that we had in the rehearsal room Jeremy who's a fantastic director and, and really, really understood the text and we had Frank with us in the room for the for the first week. So we were really able to get it was great having Frank there. We didn't want to rely on him too much. You know, you obviously you gotta you gotta form a character yourself and you gotta you gotta think about how the, the character is and not just rely on what the playwright tells you about them. But Frank was able to give us a good insight to to these people as like you know what what it would have been like to be a a dock worker in Belfast at that time you know so a lot of the, a lot of my preparation really was kind of I was lucky enough that it was kind of it was just there for me that I was able to take from from what was there in the rehearsal room you know there was a lot of there was a lot of text on the walls and, and photographic evidence and and stuff like that and we they had they brought in um, historians who knew a lot about you know the Battle of the Somme and what happened and, and they spoke to us and we went to the Imperial War Museum and we got a really like we got a, our own private tour of the of the War Museum and we're given a really 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 good insight into what life would have been like over there for these guys there was stories men men would go home and then they would be you know they would be heroes and people would want to come up and congratulate them and people would would want to talk to them and ask them how it was and for, for the most part from any of the, the stories I've read they just any of the men were back they just tried to avoid people because they they knew everybody would be asking what it's like and what it what it's like over there and they just they couldn't bear to talk about it they just didn't want to have to revisit it i was even i did a i did some research on on shell shock and and which is just like there's some really really horrible footage on on youtube uh, and there's a really good documentary about it it's like 50 minutes long and but like they they were initially taught to be acting up or pretending to be crazy so they wouldn't have to go over and then the powers that be started to catch on that these men actually had a real problem and they didn't know how to treat them so they put them in mental asylums and then as the as the, the treatments they, they got more aware of how to treat them some of these men who were like completely incapacitated with shell shock they actually got rehabilitated and then were sent back over again so the, the thoughts of that like going through something so traumatic that it literally makes your body shut down or your people people went blind people went deaf and then you get rehabilitated and then they send you right back into it again like to know that that's what you're going back to so we were able to get it in in part three you know when they've been back and so it was you can get a good sense of the the fear and you know and it must have just been ticking away the whole time you're they're trying to put on a brave face and but it's it must have been just in the back of the head the whole time that you have to go back over there. And Anderson has a, a breakdown and looks out at the field that where they all marched to on the twelfth and he states that he's like, We'll never be back here. And he, he genuinely believes that. Yeah. In in the Psalm was it's it's kinda it hasn't really it, it hasn't really sunk in with me yet. I, I was just talking to somebody about this last night. When you get there it's there was so much kind of because the, the the centenary was coming up and there was a lot of lot of stuff going on so there was a lot of people milling about and you, you didn't really 
until you went off there was these little graveyards dotted all over the place and only when you went to them and and you know just how close like there was a tiny little graveyard it was like probably you know well tiny in 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 terms of of, of the destruction over there i'd say maybe if you the 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 square that is the abbey theater building you know there was a graveyard mm-hmm. about that side and size and just the the amount of crosses and just the age the the average age of the of the people who died like you know i think it's like you know, the average age is like 18 so that like you that it's really it's hard to describe um we did the we did it site specific the ulster tower is is built on the site where the, the Ulsters actually the 36th Ulster, Ulster Division on the first day of the Battle of the Somme they were the only division that actually reached their target they came out of Thiefall Woods and they made it to where the Ulster Tower is built now but they were expecting support on either side from two other divisions that never made it they just got chewed to pieces so they had to they had to retreat back to the woods but um, so where the Ulster Tower is built was where their where they were meant to take but um so we did the the first scene where elder piper talks on the steps of the ulster tower and then we there's a cafe beside the ulster tower we did the the barracks scene just outside that cafe and then there's a field there's like a, a driveway up to um up to the to the tower and there was like a, a little bit of a field on the side we did the pairings there and then there was a little crop of trees closer to the woods looking out onto the, where the battlefield was and that's where we did the final scene and just certain lines just there's so many lines just you know you're saying them on a stage and you're kind of you're, you're you're saying them truthfully but there's there's a there's a line where Mac, uh, where Anderson breaks down and says uh, he looks out in the field and he says we'll never be back here and Michael Wayne turns to him and says we'll never leave here and you're just like you're standing where all these men died and it was just like it was just yeah it was yeah it's it's shivers like like it, it and it just hit me like a ton of bricks and then at the final part where we're lining up to go over and piper gives a speech and shouts ulster we were where we were standing Thiepval woods was off to our right was about 50 meters off to our right that's where the men all charged out of and when he roars ulster it echoed back so clearly from the woods it was like somebody shouting it back and each and it, it was it was even thinking about it now I have goosebumps and then when we with the crescendo it was like it was like men roaring it back from the woods it was it was it was yeah it was a phenomenal moment it's it's something I'll never forget you know it's something that'll something I'll be very proud of until the day I die.